Hello, everybody. Welcome again to Martez Media. Today, I want to talk about the psychology of money. I've heard this term before. I kind of know what it is. So that's why I did some research just to make it more solid and have some strong claims and studies involved in data to really educate people about what it is and how we can use it to, you know, make our lives better. So psychology, the psychology of money is how people behave with money. A person with all the advantages in life and has a rich background can still underperform a person with disadvantages, all the disadvantages in life and from a poor background. So it makes you think like, how is that? Like a person that comes from like a rich family a billionaire family, all the connections in the world, and somehow they're mediocre and they're driving a taxi cab. So it's like, how does that happen? And then you have a person who, you know, like I said, grew up poor, didn't have married much, might even been a criminal. And fast forward, down they're a millionaire and they're like world renowned. So it's like, like what happened? Well, I can tell you it can be related to the psychology of money. It's how you look at money, how you behave with money. So basically it is based on, like I said, how we view money, how we behave that determines our success and how far we can make it. It's sad, but there are high income earners that have made a lot in their working career, but are broke because they spend every last penny that they have, which is terrible, man. Absolutely terrible. And then you have low or moderate income earners that exceed high income earners in terms of net worth because they view and behave differently when it comes to money. So often they invest and save large portions of their income. And for low income earners, they save whatever they can and over time build huge fortunes. So I do have a case study. This was inspiring, but like I just don't plan on waiting 40 years until I have, you know, a certain amount of wealth. Like I just unless that's forced upon me i just don't feel like waiting that long i feel like that's just too much and a lot of things can happen so this guy there was a man who was a parking lot worker parking lot attendant and he never made over 12 dollars an hour his name was earl crawley he amassed a fortune of half a million dollars he was frugal and he saved and invested you know, it took decades. I think it took over 40 years for him to do that. But he was, you know, frugal and he told himself, you know, I'm going to save and invest whatever little money I do have. And then over a large period of time, I think it was over 40 years, he had half a million. And I mean, I guess that's not too bad. I mean, I see things a little differently, but for how much he was making, I, I can see society will probably say that he's least likely to make it in life. And, you know, he doesn't have, to, you know, if he decides to retire, he has half a million. He can, you know, moderately do 
almost anything he wants. A lot of people don't have that. And it's sad because, you know, I was working. I just want to share this quick story. I was working and a few years ago, and like I met a 70-year-old and an 85-year-old, and they're still working and they can't quit. And I'm like, to me, I think that's like a sad way of living. Like no disrespect to them, but to have to work, to work 30, 40 plus years and can't like enjoy your last years on this earth. Like, I think that's pretty crazy to me. I just don't plan on, and I will not be in the same situation. And so that's kind of what I try to teach. You know, don't take your financial situation lightly because it's gonna hurt if you overlook it and you don't pay attention to it. Oh, it's gonna hurt. So, as I said, he was a low-income earner and over a period of like 40 so years, he was able to save what he could invest and made and had over half a million dollars. So the psychology of money here shows that Earl took the time to get help from financial advisors and made a financial plan and stuck with it until he reached his goal. And that's ultimately what it was. I look further into the story. And like I said, he was a parking lot attendant and across the street, uh, I believe it was an investment firm or a financial management firm. And, you know, he would see the people who worked in there. He would start conversations. You know, what do you think is the best thing to in my situation? Invest this and that and really just get advice. And he, they gave him advice. He took it. And 40 years later, half a million. And he knew nothing about money. You know, you have to take action. So... Next is money should not affect your thinking and happiness, but there are studies to show how money affects the mind. So the next source is Ted is a, a Ted blog post or article. So basically there's a social psychologist named Paul Puff Piff, and he provides case studies on how money impacts the mind. There were six things that were found, and so I thought these were interesting. I'm going to share it with you and give my comments at the end. So the first thing they found in this study is that we rationalize advantage by convincing ourselves we deserve it. The second thing is people who make less are more generous on a small scale. The third thing is people who make less are more generous on a large scale. The fourth thing, rich people move rich people it's almost like rich people this is how i took it rich people are more likely to ignore citizens that's what the article said but i mean hey i'm going off what i found and like i said i'll give my comments at the end the fifth thing is that poverty slows cognitive function and then the sixth thing is those with less are better at facial expressions now it's so funny when it comes to like these studies behind how money impacts your mind and your happiness and stuff it's funny because like there are always case studies or just studies that show something in opposite of what another study showed. So it's just funny to me. 
it'll say case studies show that, you know, millionaires are not happier than minimum wage workers. And then you have a case study that says the opposite. But I can tell you, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> just go ahead and have a surplus, man. And, you know, work from there. Um, so I got some data. Data from the Brookings Institution, which is a nonprofit organization, shows data and the numbers on how a person's happiness increases as their income in, as their income increases as their income rises. So the most satisfied people in the study are those earning the highest incomes. Now, of course, there are case studies or there are times where this is not always 100 percent true. But for the most part, people who earn more often are happier because, I mean, the people who want to earn more, the people who are like struggling, it's like you, th you think about like, hey, um, if I had more, not only would I be happier, but when you don't have to worry about the bills, when you don't have to worry about how to pay or lend money to others that might need help, it's kind of like you just can just be a happier person. You can you can go to sleep without, oh, you know, what if I lose my job? You know, that's a great feeling, a freedom of satisfaction and free, a feeling of freedom. That's priceless. My opinion. People can say whatever they want to say. Of course, a high income doesn't guarantee happiness, but I feel like on most cases, you will be happier when you make more. I mean, just think about when you're at work and like everybody finds out, hey, we're getting a bonus this Friday. Yeah. Like, like and then um, and then how people act on uh when it's a uh, a bonus or it's payday. It's like people look at go crazy. Yeah, it's Friday. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> you're happy because you got paid. <laughs> you know, so imagine if your income was double that. You, you got paid 3000 a month. So imagine if you got, you know, six, eight, ten thousand a month. Of course, they're going to be more excited and happier. So the next steps. Define what the psychology of money means to you. The second thing is to train your mind to think of money as neutral and as a tool to allow more freedom in your life. And then the third thing is to focus on earning more. So I do thank you for listen to, listening to my video. Please comment so that I can know what content to include in the future. I appreciate it. Once again, thanks for listening to the video. And there is more content coming out weekly. All right. Thank you.